Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chauhan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with an update on the investigation in Adani Hindenburg controversy. As you know that in January this year, the US-based short seller firm Hindenburg published its report accusing Adani Group of widespread manipulations and malpractices to inflate its stock prices. SEBI is presently investigating the allegations. The investigation started in March when two months' time was granted to SEBI, which expired on 2nd May. Further in May, SEBI asked for an extension of six months, but the apex court denied the request but granted three months' extension, the deadline for which expired today, that is on 14th of August. Now, SEBI has filed an application in the Supreme Court seeking 15 more days to complete the investigation. In its application, it has informed that the investigation has progressed substantially. An interim report has been prepared on the basis of the materials available and that it has sought information from agencies and regulators in foreign jurisdictions, etc. And upon receipt of such information, it will evaluate to determine further course of action. SEBI has also informed that out of the remaining six matters, in four, findings have been crystallized and the reports are waiting the approval of competent authorities. Regarding the other two, the investigation is at an advanced stage and in the other, interim report is under preparation. Stay updated with Live Law to know whether SEBI will be granted the further extension or not. And now an update on the Shri Krishna Janmabhoomi case. Let me tell you that the dispute is over a claim that Mathura's Shahi Idga Masjid Committee is built over Krishna Janmabhoomi land. The Shri Krishna Janmabhoomi Mukti Nirman Trust has moved the Supreme Court praying for a scientific survey of Shahi Idga Masjid premises. This development comes a month after the Allahabad High Court dismissed the writ petition filed by the trust seeking a direction to a local court to decide an application for the scientific survey of the premises of the mosque. You already know that in a similar dispute related to the Gyanwapi Mosque in Varanasi, the district court had allowed for ASI survey of the premises to ascertain if the structure was built over a temple. This order was later upheld by the Allahabad High Court as well as the Supreme Court and the survey is going on. And now let me tell you about the foreign defamation proceedings by a Singapore entity against former MP Dr. Subramaniam Swami. Advantage Strategic Consulting Singapore Private Limited has instituted a defamation suit in the High Court of Singapore against Dr. Swami, alleging that in April 2012, Swami had held a press conference to highlight the alleged illegalities in the Aircel Maxis deal connected to the 2G spectrum scam and that Swami had made several allegations against the company indicating that it was an illegal company which caused damage to its reputation and loss of business in Singapore. Swami then approached the Madras High Court seeking the relief of injunction against the company from prosecuting him. He had contended that no cause of action arose in Singapore as the press conference took place in New Delhi. Further, since he was residing in Chennai and New Delhi and since the holding company of Advantage Strategic had its registered office in Chennai, the suit could not be instituted in Singapore. The single judge had allowed the relief sought by Swami. 
but later the division bench disagreed with this view taken by the single judge saying that the jurisdiction of the singapore court had to be decided by the high court of singapore and not a foreign court the court also noted that the issue of natural jurisdiction would have to be decided after taking into account the preliminary objections raised by swami and it would be proper for the high court of singapore to decide the same today a supreme court bench of justice suryakant and justice dipankar datta while hearing the appeal by dr swami issued notice in the matter and orally stated that the singapore entity would not proceed against him the counsel for the foreign entity was also present in the court and appeared on caveat the supreme court has today granted two weeks long protection to professor kham khan housing against any coercive action by the manipur police so that he can approach an appropriate court to seek an anticipatory bail You are already aware that Professor Housing, who serves as the head of the Department for Political Science at the University of Hyderabad, found himself in legal trouble after he was accused of defaming the Metei community during an interview with journalist Karan Thapar on The Wire. Today, the bench comprising CJI Chandrachud, Justice J B Pardewala, and Justice Manoj Mishra was hearing a plea filed by the professor challenging the summons notice issued to him by the court of Chief Judicial Magistrate Imphal East on sixth of July and granted him the protection from arrest. In another update, the Supreme Court today granted leave in a plea relating to a dispute among the neighboring states of Andhra Pradesh, Telangana, Karnataka, and Maharashtra over the allocation of Krishna River water. Senior Advocate Sham Devan, appearing for the state of Karnataka today, mentioned an interim application filed by the state government for the publication of 2010 final award passed by the second Krishna Water Disputes Tribunal on water distribution between the riparian states. The Krishna River originates at Mahabaleshwar in Maharashtra and flows east towards Bay of Bengal, covering together with its tributaries. 33% of the total area of states of Maharashtra, Karnataka, Telangana and Andhra Pradesh. The current dispute has been inherited by the four riparian states from the former Hyderabad and Mysore states from which they were carved out. The senior advocate added that the issue requires to be addressed urgently because many parts of the country were facing drought like conditions this year. The bench of justices Surya Kant and Dipankar Datta has directed for the matter to be posted on 29th November. Stay tuned with us. In an important update, the Supreme Court today expressed its concern about the ineffectiveness of the self-regulatory mechanism set up by the News Broadcasters and Digital Association, that is NBDA. You are aware about the case of actor Sushant Singh Rajput's death which saw extensive media coverage and discussion. Many news outlets covered every aspect of the case including investigation updates, alleged motives, speculations about the cause of death and the personal lives of individuals connected to the case which had several negative consequences. As part of investigative journalism there was even a hashtag campaign saying Hashtag arrest Ria run by the media on Twitter asking the public about who should be arrested in the case. Such practices were heavily criticized by the Bombay High Court in its 2021 order. 
Today, the bench comprising CJI Chandrachud, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra was hearing a plea filed by the NBDA challenging the critical observations made by the High Court against the self-regulatory mechanism for media. While the bench acknowledged the NBDA's stance against pre-censorship or post-censorship on news channels through statutory mechanism, CJI Chandrachud questioned the adequacy of existing penalties imposed citing a need for proportional fines that reflect the profits earned from news channels by airing disputed news. The bench noted that the penalty for violations is rupees 1 lakh, a figure which was set in 2008 and was ineffective. The bench also urged that there was a need to strengthen the self-regulatory mechanism and directed for a counter-affidavit to be filed within three weeks. And now an update on the caste-based survey in Bihar. As you know, the Patna High Court delivered its verdict earlier this month, upholding the survey as perfectly valid, initiated with due competence, and dismissed the petitions challenging it. The High Court concluded that state's contention could not be brushed aside, that the purpose of the survey was to identify backward classes, scheduled castes and scheduled tribes with the aim of uplifting them and ensuring equal opportunities to them. Multiple petitions were filed in the Supreme Court challenging the decision. The petitioners have inter alia reiterated before the top court that the exercise being carried out by the Bihar government amounts to a census that only the union is empowered to carry out. The matter was listed today before the Supreme Court, but it was adjourned. A bench of justices Sanjeev Khanna and SVN Bhatti directed all the petitions to be listed together this Friday. Though a counsel attempted to persuade the court, that the pleas may become infructuous till then because the Bihar government had directed the caste survey to be concluded within three days after the Bihar High Court's order, but the court asked for the matter to be listed on 18th August, that is this Friday. Stay tuned. And lastly, in an important update, the Supreme Court has observed that a High Court cannot go into the correctness of the material placed by the prosecution in the charge sheet while considering a petition seeking quashing of criminal proceedings under Section 482 of Criminal Procedure Code. Let me tell you, this provision empowers the High Courts to exercise their inherent powers to prevent any abuse of the process of court or to secure the ends of justice. The bench of justices B.R. Gawai, P.S. Narsimha and Prashant Kumar Mishra in this case has set aside a Karnataka High Court order that had quashed criminal proceedings against one of the accused in a murder case. The apex court observed that the court would exercise its powers to quash the proceedings only if it finds that taking the case at its face value, no case is made out at all and that scope of interference while quashing the proceedings under Section 482 is very limited. The Supreme Court took a critical view of the High Court elaborately discussing the statements of the witnesses recorded and noted that the High Court conducted a mini-trial. Accordingly, the Apex Court allowed the appeal, quashed the proceedings and remitted back the case to the trial court. To read about the case in detail, you can visit our website at livelaw.in. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. 
Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.